How are you? It's great to see you this morning. Um, I too just want to welcome you. If you're a guest here this morning, uh, we're so glad that you're here. We actually have a just a special gathering just for you uh, next weekend after each one of our services called the 10-Minute Party, and uh, we'd love to have you at that. Love to just be able to shake your hand and and uh, get to know you a little bit at that. Next weekend, we're also going to be starting a new series. I'm really excited for it. Um, going to actually be, uh, I get to kick off that series and teach through really what I would call my go-to passage in the Bible, the passage that I traffic uh, more than any other passage in the scriptures. And so really excited to unpack that text uh, with you um, next weekend. Well, it's, it's hard to believe um, that we are now into July and we are into the second half of the school year and, uh, or of the, of the year of, of 2018. And uh, as Blaze said this morning, what we want to do is just to take uh, a, really a time out and kind of a, um, this whole idea of Selah, it means to pause. And we want to just step back and just say, okay, God, at this particular point in the year, we want to carve out some time for the church just to reflect on, on who you are and what you do and, and, and the greatness of, of your character and the greatness of your love for us. And we want to just kind of sit in that a little bit this morning. We want to be able to listen and respond. And, and in so many ways this morning, I hope that you'll be able to walk out of here today and you'll be able to say, you know what, I, kinda, I was able to hit the reset button on my walk with God. I was able to, you know, maybe kind of, uh, if you're in a place where you'd say I'm a little distant from God, you would be able to say, wow, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm back where God would long for me to be. You know, if you're in the car or if you're, you know, in the company of other people, but you've got something playing on a device or on the radio or whatever, and you want to hear what the other people are saying around you, what do you do? You hit the pause button, right? You, you stop what's playing so that you can hear. And that's our intention this morning. We want to stop long enough so that we can just say, Lord, we want to hear from you. And so my hope is that you'll be able to walk out of here this morning and you will have been able to say, yes, I was able to reset my heart this morning on the things that matter the, the most in my life. Um, you might come here this morning and you might even say, you know, on the connecting with God kind of range, you might say, I'm at about a, on a 10 scale, maybe you'd say I'm at about a 5. I'm kind of right in the middle. You know, I, I believe that the promises of God are true, um, but maybe you're kind of sensing a, a little distance. You'd kind of say, it's just sort of blah right now. Or maybe you'd say, not so much. You'd say, ah, boy, on the 10 scale, I may put myself at an 8. I'm, I'm really connecting with God and things are good, but the more that I experience of God, actually, the more I want Him. And I love a morning like this, you might say. And you'd say, help me get to a 10 where I'm continually experiencing God's presence and His peace throughout each moment of my life. Or maybe for you this morning, you'd say you're at about a 2. Things are pretty stale. Or maybe you would say this, you've drifted, or maybe you've stalled out. Or maybe you'd say, my body's here, but my heart is not. I've had those experiences myself before. I know what that's, I know what that's like. And so our hope for you this morning is that you'd be able to, to progress forward. Our family is going to take a vacation here in a couple of weeks. And I really look forward to this vacation. We do it at about the same time every year, right toward the end of July, going into August. And what I love about this, this trip for us is that it gives us a chance just to kind of slow down. You know what this is like? To kind of breathe a little bit deeper and then to be able to reset a little bit, to be able to look at the, the past ministry year because this vacation for us in so many ways, it marks the end of one ministry year and the beginning of another. And so it's a time just to kind of personally look back and go, God, thank you for all that. And then Lord, wow, now we anticipate, we anticipate the future. But if, I, if there was one word that would kind of represent that trip for me, it's, it's this word reset. It's God, would you reset my heart? God, would, would I stop long enough that you would remind me of who you are, you would remind me of your goodness, and that all the more I would want to lean in to you. And so that's our prayer this morning for you, church, that we would reset, that we would pause, that we would seek God, and that we would just reunite our hearts so deeply with him. 
What I want to do in, this, in an abbreviated amount of time this morning is I want to take you through Psalm 27. And uh, I, I really love this psalm. It's, it's pretty clear as David writes this psalm that he's experiencing some hard times. Adversity, you could say, is all around David's life. And what I love about David, he's just a very real guy. And we can kind of get into his life and we can relate to it. Yet in the midst of all the things that David was going through, this is what we're going to see this, this morning. And, and I think this is often true of our lives. When we go through some of the hardest times, that's when we maybe grow the most or that's when the promises of God become the most real to us. I think we're going to see that this morning in this psalm. It's really a pattern that we see throughout the psalms. They're filled with hope. They're so hope-filled. But oftentimes the psalms are written from a place of great despair of great desperation, this place where, oh, my back is against the wall, adversity is all around me. And so what I want to do is read through this entire psalm, and then I'm going to take you through four parts of it, and I hope to really, again, just allow you to have a moment this morning where you pause, say la, and you just say, Lord, I want to reset my heart, my mind, my affections on you. So right now, would you actually stand with me? We'll read through the entire psalm, and let's just stand out of respect for God's word this morning. This is actually one of those psalms that, depending on what tradition, maybe a church background you came from, I know we read this psalm a lot uh, uh, when I was growing up, so you might be very familiar with it. Psalm 27. It says this. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, you can see all the things that David's facing. He says, my heart will not fear, and though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. You'll see that as a theme that's going to be repeated. Verse 4, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Verse 5, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. In other words, he's saying, It's just good to be with God. He says, he will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon the rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Notice his desperation. Be merciful to me and answer me. Verse 8, my heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in the straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desires of my fool. For false witnesses, they rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. And then he says this. This is like, this is my stand, though. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And then verse 14, it's like these words, I believe these are straight to us, Brookside. God's word speaking to us. He says, wait for the Lord. You be strong. You take heart and you wait for the Lord. Lord, we pray right now as a church, we pray that you would speak to us, God. Lord, we we roll out the welcome mat of our hearts right now and we say, God, would you speak? God, would you draw us to yourself? Would you refresh us? Would you renew us as we listen and respond and as we reset our focus to you this morning? We pray in Christ's name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, I want to point you to four parts in this powerful psalm. And my goal is that you be able to really find yourself in the psalm this morning. If you're new to the scriptures, 
know this, that this psalm, as I mentioned, is written by David, a very real guy. And, and we're going to talk actually quite a bit about him next weekend. But what I appreciate about David's perspective is that you and I, in so many ways, we can relate to him. David was a guy that he, he experienced some victories in his life. If you kind of think of life as a roller coaster, David had the, he had the high top experiences, but he also had the moments that were very, very rough. David understood what it was like to struggle with temptation and fall to it. David understood what it was like to sin against God and for that sin to impact the lives of other people around him that he, that he knew and that he loved. But David also knew what it was like to receive the grace of God and the mercies of God. Like so many of you, you maybe walked far from God, but then you came to a place where you said, God, I can't deny your existence any longer. David was in that place. He knew the highs and the lows of God. He's a very, very real guy. But what I love about him the most is this. Through the highs and the lows, David continued to seek God. He longed for him. And so we're going to look at four parts, four different questions I'm going to bring up to as we go through each one of these parts. Let's look at the first verses here. Verse 1 says this. The Lord, it says this, the Lord is my light and my salvation. And then he says this. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Now notice what David is doing right away. He's saying, he's declaring, this is who God is. The Lord is. The Lord is my stronghold. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my light. Now in his day and age, people would have looked at David and they would have said, David, you're the king. And because you're the king, you know what you are, David? You're the light of Israel. They called him that. But he's saying this, no. The Lord, I'm declaring it true. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my leader. He is my stronghold. Isn't it true that when you know someone, when you know who someone is, then you know how to relate to them? David was saying, since I know who you are, Lord, the effect of that will be it will cause me to take my fears and to lay them before you. Since you are these things, I will not fear. Let me ask you, if you were to stop and if you were to pause this morning and to remind yourself of the goodness of God and his strength and his knowledge and his love, would there be any fears that God would say, in light of who I am, you can bring these things to me? So the first question I want to ask you this morning is this, as we process, as we slow down, is this, what fears do I need to stop carrying? What fears do I need to stop carrying? What are the things maybe in your life that you would say, I just need to, I need to give those to God. Which ones would those be? Would it be the fear of being accepted, maybe? Would it be maybe the fear that, wow, are we going to have enough? Would it be the fear of what are gonna, people going to think? Would it be the fear of what's next? Or well, how about this one? Well, what if? Well, what if? What if the Lord said to you this morning, remind yourself of who I am, and because of who I am, I want you to cast those things right on me. I don't want you to carry things that you were never meant to carry. David says this, Lord, because of who you are, the Lord is, I declare it true. And because the Lord is that, I will not fear. I will walk in peace. I will give that to God. Your reset action this morning might be completely dependent on you taking something that God's going to whisper to you today and him saying to you, you don't need to carry that anymore. You just can bring that before me. Let's go to the second, second part here. Verse 3. David writes this, though an army besiege me, have you ever felt like you've been just surrounded by challenges and just things are keep coming at you, they just keep coming? That's where David's at. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. So he's saying at the core of my being I have peace. 
And then he says, though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. And then I love this. He says, one thing I ask, just one thing from the Lord. This only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I might gaze upon the beauty of the Lord, and that I might seek him in his temple. David knew that he could chase a lot of things with his life. David knew that he could chase relationships, and he could chase money, and he could chase all sorts of things. And he did do those things. He did chase those things. But he came to a point, and maybe you've come to this point as well, where you realize, I've tried to satisfy the deepest longings of my heart with these things, but they just don't satisfy. David came to that point, and he said this. He said, God, you are the only one. One thing do I ask. This only do I seek. I am so focused, Lord. I need you. Only you can deliver me, God. Question number two is this this morning. Will my top desire deliver? Maybe that's a question that you wrestle with as you reset this morning. Well, the thing that I put at the very top, will it actually deliver? Will it take me to the place where I need to be? I have to ask myself that question regularly, church. Am I looking for things to fill me up that were never meant to do so? Am I looking for people to fill me up that were never meant or equipped to do so? Am I looking for anything to provide for me in the way that only God can? This morning, maybe you hit pause and you just declare, God, only you. That will not deliver. The third part, verse 7, he says this. He says, hear my voice when I call, Lord. And then he says, he says, be merciful to me and answer me. I mean, notice David's utter desperation. And then I love this. He says, my heart says, like the core of my being, it says, it proclaims of you, God. Seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. I was next to a gal on a rowing machine at the gym one day this week, and I couldn't help but notice her presence. She was really getting after it. She was like grunting and groaning, and, and everything in her she was giving to this exercise. I was very convicted at my pace, and, and she had a trainer right next to her, and, and, and he was kind of talking to her, and, 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 and she said this. She said, you know, I, I need to beat my numbers from last week, and you could just tell she had that in her mind, and and then at one point, her presence became very known because she said this. She said, come on, i got to be 13. Like the whole gym could hear this, you know. And, and the, the trainer kind of quietly just said something back to her, like to, you know, we're okay, you know. And, and then it didn't stop her, though. It didn't dissuade her at all. She kept going a couple more pulls. And then she just exclaimed as loud as I think she could have. She said, come on, Linda. Like, in her, that's, she was Linda, you know. And I was like. Strange ranger, you know, wow, you know, and, uh, but she was so into it. I mean, I seriously wanted to just stop and say, let's give it up for Linda, Jim. Like, she is killing it. You know what I loved about it? She knew it was in her. She knew I can beat 13. And she, when she finished, she put that little handle up on the little catch thing. She looked at the screen on right in front of her. And she goes, I beat it by a second. I was like, good job, Linda. Way to go. Right? David says this, there is nothing better for me than the presence of my God. My heart says it's in me. David was calling it forward, calling it out. Body, soul, my mind, do this. Seek his face. Seek his face. 
It's the right thing. It's the most resetting thing. Seek his face. Question number three is this. Am I resolved to seek him? And when you think resolved this morning, think of that word grit. What I love about David is in the ups and downs of his life, by the grace of God, he continued to pursue when he waned, when his confidence in God was kind of ebbing and flowing he kept going back to God. And you might be in a place where you're distant. You're at a two. You're at an eight. You're at a seven, wherever. But God says, I love you so much. I want you with me at a 10. And this morning, let's learn from David. He was resolved. He said, okay, I will choose. I will fix my eyes. I will choose to think about the right things. I will choose to claim the promises of God. I am saved by grace. I have confidence in eternity. I'm going to be okay. I am a child of God. He was resolved. And then the last part, look with me at verse 9 and 10. It says this. He says, do not hide your face from me, Lord. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. And then he says, do not reject me or forsake me, God my Savior. And then he says, though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. This is so personal. David saying, my mom and my dad have abandoned me, but what will happen to me? The Lord will receive me. When I'm at the bottom, I can always count on it. God will lift me up. You can bank on that promise, church. When you're at the bottom or at the top, the Lord will receive you. The Lord will receive you. Question four, here, is, here it is. Do I realize that God is for me? Do I realize that God is for me? I think it's safe to say that every person in this room has been let down or disappointed by somebody. Maybe it's safe to say that's happened in the last seven days. But isn't it true that even though this world is sometimes, frankly, very disappointing, we need to remember, my God will receive me. Do you remember that God is for you? God is for you. God is not against you. A good father is not against his children. He is for his children. He longs for them to be with him, to, to be in relationship with them. Maybe this morning you just need that reminder, God, you are for me. And that's the most resetting action for you. God, you are for me. So four questions I hope that will help us reset this morning. Here they are. What fears do I need to stop carrying? Will my top desire, will it really deliver? Number three, am I resolved to seek him? And then lastly, this one, do I realize that God is for me? Do I realize that God is for me? I love the psalm. It ends this way. It says, wait. Church, you wait for the Lord. Be strong and you take heart and you, you wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. It's like this idea. I mean, think of it like this. It's like a train that's sitting at a station. It's getting checked out. It's getting refueled up. It's still, it's on the tracks. It's waiting to go. But it's getting restored by the Lord. This morning, I pray that you're able to sit on the, at the station and say, God, restore my soul. God, I'm going to wait for you. And as I wait for you, Lord, you're going to give me the courage to be strong, to take heart, and continue to wait for you. Imagine if at this point in 2018, halfway through, you said, okay, God, I want the second half of this year to be so refocused and reset on the things that matter most on you. 
So I want to give you just a minute now. And I just want you to, maybe we can put those four questions up again even. And I just want you to look at those questions. And Blaze is going to come on. He's going to lead us through communion here in just a minute. But would you even look at those questions and would you say, okay, Lord, are there anything in those that would lead me to action to be able to say, God, I surrender those things to you because I want my heart to be connected with you. So take just a minute. Let me just, I'll just kind of intro that time. So pray with me now. Lord, we just ask these questions of you. We just say, Lord, if there's anything you want to reveal to us this morning, we pray that you would even do it in these moments. God, what fears do I need to stop carrying? Lord, will my top desire, will it deliver? Lord, do I desire you above anything else? Or am I looking for certain things to, to lead me to places that were never meant to take me? Lord, am I, am I resolved to seek you? Am I choosing? Do I call out what is in me because of the Spirit of God? And then, Lord, do I realize this morning beyond a shadow of a doubt that, God, you are for me.